and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Probstfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. Professor of psychology at Stanford University, Carol Dweck's powerful research has taught me about the growth mindset. And you may have heard of it. It's something that uh, our child's classroom talks about, as well as in the workplace and in other aspects of society. And Dwex refers to it as the power of yet, which is really a game changer. At least it was for me because I feel like when I was younger and in school, there was this big emphasis on pass or fail. And now it's becoming more of a not yet. And that's just so important for our brain, in my opinion. And what It also helps me with, which I want to talk about more in this episode, is with exercise and physical activity. Because I have realized, now that I'm getting older, that it's just harder, I I don't know, I just get tired more, more than I did when I was younger. Maybe it's also I'm running around with a couple of kids and all of that too. Um, But I feel like I need energy sometimes and coffee. I just, I don't really care for it that much. Like I like it, but I don't know it. I'd rather not drink it all the time. So I've noticed when I run or when I exercise in some like aerobic activity that I feel more energized, like a more natural energy than like a coffee would bring. It's almost like my brain took a bath in like the new blood that was shunted to my brain, which actually there is evidence to support that where we are now seeing, like um, researchers are now seeing that the brain and body are intimately connected. We previously thought the brain and body were separate, but we're seeing that what happens in the body affects the brain and what happens in the brain affects the body. And that also is like with our diet and all of that too. So, You know, growing up, I did not, I wasn't, like, that active. I mean, I guess I was as a kid, like, standards, but I wasn't on any teams. I wish I was. I loved soccer, but and I did it a little bit, but I didn't do much of it. I really focused on music and all. Um, But now that I have learned more of, like, what I enjoy doing, like, when I focused on what does my, what makes me content, what makes me happy, I feel like, Exercise really makes me happy. Running makes me happy. And, and some people may not be runners out there. I, I, I realize that you either you either like running or you don't. Um, but if you're not a runner, like maybe something else with physical activity um, speaks to you, like just bike riding or swimming or something. Just think of something that helps speak to you kind of as I talk about this episode. Because I think it is important as moms for us to take care of our bodies. I remember when I bought my house, um, they said that there was some deferred maintenance issues. Um, 
and which is funny. It's like a funny term because I feel like that can be the case with our bodies too. Actually, like I looked it up. Century 21 real estate says deferred maintenance refers to necessary maintenance, repairs, and upgrades of replacements that are put on hold until sometime in the future. So it's kind of like what we do to our bodies. Like our bodies are meant to move in just some way, some shape or form. Um, same with a car. Like if we're not driving our car regularly, it starts to have issues. So um, it is kind of like logical. It makes sense that um, to get up more often. So how do we do that? That goes back to that um, Carol Dweck's the power of yet. So taking those baby steps and what I wanted to you know, talk more about is what the research says and kind of some ways that have helped me. And I'd love to hear from you what, what helps you to get into a habit of exercising more. Um, so when I was writing like this podcast, I talked about um, like the, I was in a mood. I I, th- I remember being in a mood where I, j- I didn't want to exercise. Like I, I like, didn't want to exercise that day. Um, and I was coming up with all these excuses as to why, even though I'm like writing about exercise. Um, I had to actively push through those mental barriers. Like I was thinking to myself, oh, I can, you know, I can go running later um, or I'm working right now. I got to get this done. Or I, you know, I also, I think I made myself some coffee. I don't like coffee, but sometimes I do drink it. And uh, and I was like, well, if I made coffee, I shouldn't go running yet. I so it was just all these excuses to myself. So um, I decided, you know, to try and push through it. It it almost felt like, you know, like in those dreams where you're not able to move, like you're just stuck in place and you're unable to get up despite wanting to go. That's kind of like how my body felt. Like it just did not want to. So I'm like, you know what, I'm. I am not, these are just thoughts, and my thoughts don't have to define me, so I'm just going to do it, even though I don't want to. And after I did it, it, it really was that, again, that like brain bath that I talked about. I did have more clarity. And I, you know, for days like that, I do make it a little easier where, like on myself, where it's like, how do I make exercising the least effort possible. James Clear, in his book Atomic Habits, talks about the importance of that, where um, may, just making it easy. So that day I had an exercise workout on my phone. I didn't use any weights. I just did like a little Pilates thing for 30 minutes. And all I had to do was press play. And it really helped. Now, I also want to emphasize that, um, as we all know, exercise is so important for our health. The American Heart Association, or what we refer to as the AHA, points out that only one in five individuals, which they're referring to as adolescents and adults, obtain the appropriate amount of recommended activity levels. So when they're referencing uh, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the CDC, the AHA recommends adult exercise at least 150 minutes per week. Um, In other words, that's about 30 minutes for five days of the week. Um, it, it Essentially, it just needs to add up to 150 minutes over the course of seven days. Um, ideally, it should be extended throughout the week. And that type of exercise is referred to as moderate intensity, which they say you know, moderate intensity is you can carry out a conversation um, with someone else when you're exercising. If you're unable to talk while you're exercising, 
then that's considered vigorous intensity. And you don't have to do as much of that per the week if you're only doing vigorous intensity. That would be like 75 minutes per seven days. Uh, they say preferably it's recommended to do a mixture of both moderate and vigorous intensity. So that's a lot, right? <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't like do that with my exercising. I mean, I guess I should, but I don't think of it that way. Um, and they also recognize that, that that's a lot. So essentially they make it simple or more simple and say, really the bottom line is move more and sit less. Okay. Which I think is, I, I would like to add, uh, which I think they're getting at a little bit as well is Carol Dweck's The Power of Yet. Like just, just keep doing it. Like every day you'll, if you keep at it, you'll move, move more and sit less. Okay. So, um, uh, of note, the organizations also um, talk about like strengthening exercises as well. Um, that's helpful to um, include into your regimen, as well as like gardening, like digging in a garden, weightlifting, push-ups. Obviously, I have to say, you know, talk to your healthcare provider before starting any exercise regimen or you know any specifics, um, you know, any medical questions or anything like that. Um, but um, you know, as we know, again, the benefits of physical activity are just so numerous that, like, I don't really need to, like, bore you with all of that. But, I, I mean, I do feel like it's interesting, too, of, like, how, how, gosh, how much of our lives and society would be helped if we just, like, sat less and moved more, you know? Um, so it can help with heart disease, heart attack, stroke, high blood pressure, diabetes, dementia, certain cancers, bone health, improved mood, to name a few of them. Um, so I encourage you to visit those websites if you want more information about that and discuss your plan with a healthcare provider. Now, kind of going back to how does this all apply to being a mom um, and, like, and, and what our goal is to love more, okay? Um, so there's evidence that physical activity helps learning and counteracting the aging process. Essentially, it helps with that neuroplasticity. Remember, in previous episodes, we talked about like the neurons talking to each other, creating those back roads of you know, like if I have a highway of frustration or of anxiety, um, I can try and create a back road of gratitude or mindfulness. Those type of things. Um, you know, exercise can help um, my mind be in the right um, setting. Um, to, to do that, essentially. Um, Dr. John Rady, in his book, Spark, states, if your brain isn't actively growing, then it's dying. Rady emphasizes that this is quite literal, too. He discusses that um, the process of strengthening muscles is to push their limits and then allow them to rest. Similarly, the brain also works this way at a molecular or cellular level, Physical activity can combat our body's maturation because it raises the stress gauge in our bodies. So like in other words, our brain and muscles need a bit of stress in order to handle future challenges. Um, so that's the same with our brain. Like light stress on our brain cells or our nerve cells produces a type of healing phase that subsequently will increase their strength and make them more tough. So I thought that was really interesting. So that really like brings to life that whole um, like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, so it's just, again, kind of showing how related our brain and our bodies are to one another and how they work in the same way.
Okay, as one performs physical activity, like I was talking about before, like I felt that you know new blood was in my brain, and more blood does travel to the brain and enhances those neural networks to help um, with neuroplasticity or brain growth. Um, and that's also um, interesting where there is a factor, it's, well, it's a, a long word called brain-derived neurotrophic factor, abbreviated as BDNF, BDNF. It's secreted with exercise, and BDNF helps build more neuronal networks and helps essentially, again, with neuroplasticity and learning. Um, there's other helpful hormones that are produced during exercise as well, and um, just in general, it all, it all is good for the brain. Like, it's, it's great. It can help with chronic stress, um, like with what what it helps produce as well. Um, I don't want to get into all the nitty gritty. I can, um, you know, put that in my writing as well, like all the details with that. But essentially, I mean, we're really doing so much for our bodies and our brains when we exercise. Now, an interesting note that I had learned um, with my research is the brain enjoys novelty and dancing with unpredictable movements. So studies show that movement, which is irregular compared to regular, increases nerve cell communication and learning, which is interesting. Maybe I should learn how to dance. I'm not, I'm not a good dancer, but maybe that would help. Maybe that'll be like my next little experiment on myself. I'll, I'll sign up for dancing. Um, uh, Dr. Rady, um, Dr. Huberman at his Huberman lab, as well as some other authors I can reference, um, talk about that. Now, as I said earlier, I feel like you're either a runner or you're not. And, you know, before my 20s, I felt like I was not a runner. So I, I never ran before. But when I, after college, went to Austin, Texas, I moved out there, um, I saw how it seemed like everyone in that entire city on the weekends would go running. I mean, probably wasn't the case, but there were just so many people um, that would run in downtown Austin along um, Lady Bird Lake. It's sometimes referred to as Town Lake, but I think the proper name is Lady Bird Lake. Anyone from Texas can um, can uh, clarify that if I'm getting that wrong. So I really only joined, or joined in on the running uh, because it seemed like that's what you were supposed to do. Like, I, I was feeling a little bit of FOMO where it's like, I guess you're supposed to run every Saturday morning, so I'm going to do that too. And, um, you know, this this Lady Bird Lake um, or Town Lake, it's a body of water uh, from a reservoir created by a dam on the Colorado River, which is the Texas Colorado River. And you can also, like, kayak and paddleboard on the lake, which is fun. There's a lot of bridges there. Um, Austin's well-known for its bat community. Um, approximately 1.5 million Mexican free-tailed bats are under um, one of the bridges during certain times of the year, and they fly into the sunset every evening during that time. Um, so that's just a little fact if you ever go to Austin um, to go check out. But anyway, I digress. The first time I ever went running in Austin was with my friend Emily. And she was such a great running partner. I remember clearly, like, I had this green running shirt I wore, and I felt like I was a runner with this green running shirt. I put it on. I met up with her. 
and the rest of the crowd of it seems like everyone in the city on that Saturday on a Saturday morning and they all made their way across the bat bridges and um, Emily was very experienced she ran really fast I could not even run like a mile um, so she took off and I just you know was trying to, to not not even keep up with her just trying to like you know, function uh, during a mile or so, and which that was okay. It was like the process of showing up. So Emily helped so much by just saying, hey, come meet me. You know, I'm going to go running, but you just need to come and show up here, run what you can, and then we'll meet up afterwards. I'll wait for you. Um, and that really made a big difference. Like, I, I don't know if I would even, like, d- be doing running if it wasn't for her and for Austin. Um so, so many times with life, it really is showing up as the hardest part. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we need to, we work on uh, on the exercise part of it and all, but it's that showing up um, really is, is underestimated. Like, I, I think that that is half of, half of the issue, if not more. And running um, aerobic activity can help with anxiety. It can help decrease anxiety levels and... Um, which I feel like, you know, in myself, like when I um, have worry, sometimes it is helpful to distract myself with running, and it and it does seem to be a bit more manageable um, when I do some sort of aerobic activity. And according to the Anxiety and Phobia Workbook by Edmund J. Bourne, um, physical activity does seem to be an antidote for anxiety um, studies show, and. Bourne describes it as a natural way to help the fight-flight system by, like, moving your body. So essentially, like, you're kind of running, which is what your body wants you to do, is to do that fight or flight. Like, so you're kind of moving, and and it appeases the the brain, essentially. Because, again, remembering brain and body are connected. Um, it also increases endorphins and oxygenation to the brain, as well as helps with our overall mood. Physical activity also promotes... Um, GABA. It has a very long name, but it's not really relevant. Um, um, it's a gamma aminobutyric acid, but GABA is what we normally refer to it as. And it's actually present in many anti-anxiety medications, and this is like a natural production of it. Um, in addition, atrial natriuretic peptide, or otherwise known as ANP, is released both by the heart and physical activity, Dr. Rady points out. Um, so there's studies that that essentially say there's like a soothing state with that A&P production. Now, essentially, brains and movement is just so interesting. And I just need to put this really kind of neat fact that I learned. It's really not relevant to anything other than like a cool little fact that'll blow your mind. Um, A neurophysiologist named Rodolfo Linnaeus, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, he concluded that movement is the primary motivator for having a brain. He uses the example of a sea squirt, which I had to look up what in the world that is. It's a creature that it starts, it's like a sea creature essentially that's both, you know, like a creature and a plant. Um, And the creature starts starts out with a simple brain, like a, a few hundred nerve cells compared to the trillions that humans have. So this is just a few hundred. It moves around the water until it finds a home and a piece of coral and becomes more plant-like at that point. And then it just go ahead and eats its brain because apparently it doesn't eat it anymore. And the parent reasoning, Linnaeus thought, is because it no longer requires the brain because it's not moving anymore. It found its home. It found where it's going to stay. 
And um, he essentially believes that the evolution of movement in brains became the internalization of movements, which is thinking. So that's a little, you know, deep. But I just thought that was like an interesting point. And, and you can go look up a sea squirt or if you ever find yourself on you know, some trivia thing. There you go. Um, so again, just I, what I encourage you to do is just think about what you enjoy doing exercising and, and go out and do it. And just think of that. Remember that power of yet. Um, so if you're bike riding or if you're swimming, you know, it's something that I tried recently that I – did not think I would ever do is kayaking. Um, like I did it in Austin a little bit on that town lake, but that, I mean, it was like once or twice, but now every time I go on a trip, I try to seek out a kayaking place because I find the water so calming and it's a really good like arm workout. And I don't even realize I'm working out my arms because it's just such nice scenery. Like I did it in Hawaii. I remember on our honeymoon, we went, um, to Kauai and, that was really pretty as well as Hilton Head. There's like a pretty area for kayaking there. And then the painted or pictured rocks um, in the Upper Peninsula. And sometimes you can incorporate your exercise with your kids. So like you can, um, you can, uh, you know, maybe do like a bike ride with them or, or go walking. Um, there is a really interesting book I read. Um, I'll have to get uh, the author, but I know the title is called No Regrets Parenting. And um, the author calls it double dipping uh, with your kids. So you're essentially like helping yourself with exercise, but also creating memories with your children as well, um, which I think is great. I mean, I, I try to do that um, whenever I can, like just taking a walk with them, getting outside. Another way that I, I guess, double dip um, is that I love to travel. I mean, like I talk about traveling a lot. Um, but what I did to motivate myself to run more is um, I signed up for um, a half marathon in Sedona, Arizona. And I have not done a half marathon, y'all, in like, I think it was 12 years. So um, it's not like I'm running half marathons all the time. I mean, I have run a little bit. But again, like that's mostly because you know, Emily helped motivate me with that originally. And then I just discovered that I liked it. But I really was only, you know, doing a mile or two. Um you know, for the past decade. So I felt like doing a half marathon in a pretty place that I wanted to travel in would really help me actually get the job done of uh, training for it. So I, you know, in, in healthcare, we say in order to like get an action done or to try to create a game plan, we do like a diary of something, or if we want to figure out what's going on, we, we have, um, we have someone, you know, right write you know, what are the symptoms this day of the week or, or what are you going to do this day of the week. So that's what I did um, with my training. I just essentially said, um, I think it's like Hal, Hal Hingdon, or I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but online he um, gives out a half marathon training over, I think it was a 12-week um, time frame. So I put it in my calendar. I made a diary of that, and I said, uh, I think it started after Thanksgiving, which was good timing um, in the northern, you know, in the northern part of the U.S. because there wasn't as much snow, but it was getting colder, and I like to run when it's a bit chillier. So I put like after Thanksgiving, um, you know, run one mile, and then on Thursday run another mile, and then you know, gradually going up. So then once I did the run, I crossed it off, and that was that's helpful for my Type A personality to just cross off. Um, 
in my calendar, a good feeling of accomplishment. And, but once I got to Sedona, um, it was amazing. Like I, I really, I don't even know how to describe it other than I, I, I really recommend doing it. I mean, it sounds crazy to go to somewhere and travel for a half marathon like that, but I will always remember it. It was just beautiful running in the desert with the mountains. I, I was just thankful to be alive and using my body. It was, it was, I mean, it was hard, but it was so cool. It was such a cool experience. Um, so I definitely, you know, recommend doing whatever you feel like um, speaks to you. You don't actually have to go to Sedona if you don't want to. But if you do, let me know and I will join you because it is amazing. So that's all for this episode. So let me know in the comments your thoughts. I would love to talk with you about what you like to do with exercising or what helps you and your thoughts on the power of yet. So be sure to subscribe to my newsletter where I send out monthly inspiration as well as fun family activity ideas. And um, I hope to uh, see you again in my next episode. Thanks, y'all.